person who you thought was a good friend? That's someone that you were so tight with, you were willing to share almost anything with them? You know what I mean, that one ride or die friend that you've done everything with and willing to do anything for. That one that if you had it, they had it, no questions asked. That one that knew all your innermost secrets. I'm talking about that one you chose to trust no matter what others said. That one that you continued to get the benefit of the doubt time and time again, only to end up betrayed in the end by them. Yeah, that one. That one that let you down and left you heartbroken. But let them tell it, you were the bad friend. You were the bad girl. If what I said is resonating within you and you're having flashbacks, I just want you to know you are not alone. We have all been there. And despite what they say or think about us, I want you to know you are not a bad friend. Neither are you a bad girl. In fact, you were a good girl. You just had some bad habits of choosing the wrong friends. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we will be continuing with our four-part series entitled Good Girls with Bad Habits of the Bible. Part 2, Take It to the King. Our scripture today is going to be coming from 1 Kings, the third chapter, beginning at the 16th verse. Then came two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. And the one woman said, O my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after I was delivered that this woman was delivered also. We were together. There were no strangers with us in the house, save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me, why thy handmaid slept, and laid it in her bosom, and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I arose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I consider it in the morning, behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living son is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they speak before the king. Then said the king, The one saith, This is my son that liveth, and thy son is dead. And the other saith, Nay, but thy son is dead, and my son is the living. And the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two. Give half to one and half to the other. Then spake the mother whose living child was unto the king. For her bowels yearned her son. And she said, O my Lord, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. Let's wrap. So as we begin to look at this scripture, we see that there are two women who's standing before King Solomon. Not just any woman. The Bible says they were herlots. Now we all know that a herlot is a prostitute. In other words, a call girl. Webster Dictionary defines it as a woman who has many casual sexual encounters or relationships. I said that to say many of us have the misconception that just because we're not receiving money in exchange, 
we think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. But Webster Dictionary says, if you are having casual sexual encounters or relationships, you are classified as a harlot. So says Webster. And if there's anybody qualified to talk about it, I would certainly say it's me. For there have been many times in my life where I have played the role of a harlot. And so have some of you. The only difference between us and them is they're getting paid. And many of us were giving it away free. It's tight, but it's right. I'm trying to help somebody today. The Bible says in 1 King, the third chapter at the 17th verse, I am this woman as if they really didn't know each other, as if they were no longer friends. She said, this woman dwelled. In other words, this woman reside. This woman uh, was settled. This woman lived with me together in the same house. I could only imagine how this woman must feel. At this particular time, she is so upset. She is so hurt. She is so distraught that she's not even going to call her name. The Bible never mentions them by name, but in this particular scripture, she's saying this woman. When we look at the 18th verse, she began to say, and it came to pass the third day after I was delivered that this woman was delivered also. All she's saying is that both of us had our babies delivered around the same time. I could only imagine in my mind, here these two harlots are living in the same house together, dwelling together, eating together, doing everything together. And all of a sudden, one of the women go into laboring and here is the other woman helping her deliver her baby. So she's saying that she caught my baby and, and three days later, she went into labor and I was there to catch her baby. So now here we have it, two women who are harlots, who both have a gift from God. Now the Bible tells us that children are a gift from God. So regardless to how the children got here, harlot or not, they both had a gift from God. Many of you right now may not be pregnant in the natural or ready to give birth to a natural child, but I want you to know today that in your spirit, you are about to give birth. That ministry that you've been praying for, it's about to come to pass. That business that you've been sacrificing for, it is about to happen. That husband you've been waiting on, he's about to find you and obtain his favor from the Lord. That school that you went to for six long years to obtain that degree, to get your dream job, the door is about to come open. It is your time. It is time for you to push. Your baby is about to come forth. You are in the birthing position. All you need is a friend you can trust to help you catch your baby. Now, as we continue to look at the 18th verse, we can see where the one woman said, we were together. There were no strangers with us in the house, save we two in the house. The key word to let us know what was happening in this scripture was, we were together. The other key word was to let us know that they were friends is, there was no stranger with us in the house, save us two. In other words, there was just us two in the house. There was no stranger with us in the house. Uh, we know that stranger means a person whom one does not know or with one that is not familiar with. A person who is unacquainted with or unaccustomed to some things. Now she's clearly telling us in this scripture that there was no stranger with them in the house, that we were very familiar with one another, that we were acquainted with one another. We were accustomed to what each other did. We were accustomed to our lifestyle. We were used to being around each other. We did the same things. We ate the same food. We, we dressed alike. We hung out in the same locations. In other words, 
There was a time when we actually were friends, but now this woman has done me wrong. This woman, I'm not so sure about, but there was a time, O King, that this woman was my friend. Now, when we begin to, when I begin to think back and I, I begin to remember in my mind, my mother and my mother had a lot of sins that she would say as I grew up. And one of those saying was birds of a feather flock together. She said, watch out who you hang with. She began to tell me constantly. She would say, you hang out with dogs. You're going to come up with fleas. So in other words, these women were like-minded. They were doing the same thing. The Bible says they both were harlots. So we know that at some point they liked each other enough to be able to live together. We know that they were not strangers, that they were acquainted with each other. They were acquainted enough to help each other deliver their gift. So the 19th verse says, this woman, here she go again. She's so upset. She don't even want to call her name. She's saying this woman, but instead, oh King, this woman child died in the night because she overlaid it. Now we know that overlay means to cover. In other words, it means she smothered it. She rolled over the top of it and she killed it. The 20th verse begins to say, she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me, beside meaning apart from. So the chil- their children were laying beside them, apart from them. She says she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while I slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. Let's talk about it. First of all, the enemy tricked both of them or definitely tricked her. As we begin to read the text, we can see they both started out with their babies. In other words, their gift beside them. At no time should you put your baby in the bed sleeping beside you. So neither one of them should have had their baby laying beside them through the night. We all have been guilty in time past of having my children sleep under us. But how many know that this is the quickest way to smother your child, the quickest way to smother your gift, especially if these two sisters had a long night or especially if they were partying prior to going to bed or something or or if they just were a hard sleeper. I submit to you now that something had to be going on with these two friends prior to bedtime. Why do I say that? Because for this woman to have overlaid her child to get up in the middle of the night and exchange her child, taking your child from beside you and you not even know it, something had to be going on where these sisters were sleeping pretty hard apart and pretty late. But when we begin to look at the scripture and we begin to think about it, ain't that just like the devil? Ain't it like the devil to wait till you're sound asleep? Now here's this woman who she thought was her friend all of this time, now showing her true colors. Now the Bible says that this woman got up at midnight. He says she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me. So here it is, her ride or die. They both have been given a gift from God. And now this woman, she done abused, she done misused, she done overlaid, she done smothered her gift. And now she want to take yours. Never mind the fact that you fasted and prayed all this time for your gift to come forth. Never mind the fact that you've been cultivating your ministry. Never mind the fact that you've been working on your marriage, doing what it takes, going to counseling, reading the self-help books. Never mind the fact that you've been burning the midnight oil for your business, trying to get it off the ground to be successful. The enemy don't care about any of that. Now here she comes. The Bible says late in the midnight hour, when she thought the woman was fast asleep, Here comes the enemy. One thing we have to do as people of God is be aware of the text 
and the tricks of the enemy. The enemy always comes late in the midnight hour. He always wants to come when he knows we're the most vulnerable. He always wants to come in and initiate his attacks when he thinks that we're sleeping. He'll always come when he know that you're tired. He always will come when he know that you're at your weakest point. He'll always come when he know that you're going through something. He waits good until we let our guard down and fall asleep. The thing that got me was when I began to think about it, she wasn't even in a light sleep. She somehow had allowed herself to get comfortable or maybe she was just wore from taking care of her child or her gift that she fell into a deep sleep. Why do I say that? Because any woman that had just given birth to a baby knows that your body is conditioned to wake up easily. But for this woman to be so fast asleep that her baby was taken from beside her and she not even wake up tells me that she either was wore out or she just trusted her friend so much till she figured that if my baby wake up, I can depend on her to help me out. After all, she did help me catch the baby. She did help me birth this child. This is her, this is auntie. She's here to help me. She's my friend. She's my ride or die. Little did she know that the person she had chosen to be her friend had now taken her child or taken her gift. Now the Bible says the woman took the living child and placed it in her bosom, securing it in other words, and placing the dead child in her bosom. The Lord showed me something right here. He showed me had the woman from the beginning had the child or the gift in her bosom from the start, she would have never have given the devil opportunity to take what was close to her heart. Besides that, she would have felt it when it was being taken. So what am I saying? What am I saying is once you have something in your heart or close to your heart, the devil can't, the Bible says that word of I hidden in my heart. We have to hide things in our heart. We have to keep our gift in our heart. She should have had that baby close to her heart in her chest. In other words, she would have in her bosom and she would have felt that baby being taken from her. I said that to say what? We have to be so careful that we don't just lay our gifts to the side of us, giving room for the enemy to be able to come in and take it. But we have to make sure that we are secure, that our gift is in a secure place that our gift is in a place of rest. We know that bosom signify a place of comfort. The bosom signify intimacy. The bosom signifies security, a place of security. So had she had this her baby or her gift in a place of security, she would have known when the enemy came in to take it. Now, as we begin to look at verse 21, we see that the woman said, and when I rose in the morning to give my child suck. Now that lets us know that she was out of it. She slept all night long. Remember, the baby was only six days old. I find it kind of hard to understand how a mother could just sleep all night long and not have some kind of unconscious decision and conscious decision about her baby. It never crossed her mind that her baby had not waken up throughout the night. It never crossed her mind that she had not fed her baby all night long. It never crossed her mind that she had not changed her baby late in the midnight hour. One thing we can't afford to do is fall into a deep sleep and begin to neglect what God has given you or, and give the enemy opportunity to take your gift. She said, when I rose in the morning, now she's awake, getting ready to take care of her child, getting ready to take her her gift. And the Bible says, behold, it was dead. 
So we see now that the woman has, she's awake. She's getting ready to take care of her child. She's getting ready to give her child suck. And behold, she realized it was dead. The scripture says, but when I considered, when I considered it, consider means to think carefully about, especially to make a decision, to reflect upon, thinking about the possibility. She began to say, behold, it was dead. But when I consider it in the morning, behold, here she go again, behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. Immediately, I began to ask the Holy Spirit, why is it that she was calling the dead thing a it? Behold, it was dead. When I considered it, behold, it was not my son, I did bear. He began to say to me, Shanina, because that's exactly what the child now is. The child is dead. It is expired. It is lifeless. It will never come to maturity. It will never produce. It will never be able to have a family. It will never be able to live. It will never be able to breathe. It'll never be able to gain anything. It is dead. Many of you listen to me right now, just like this woman, the enemy has used your so-called friend to take your living gift from beside you. And in exchange, she has laid her dead it in your bosom and you have no idea. But the Bible says when she considered it, what got me was the mere fact that she had even had to consider it. When I tell you that these two women were tight, that they were ride or die, that they must have shared everything, I mean they must have shown sure enough shared everything, if you know what I mean. They must have even shared some men. In order for her to be confused, even for a moment, and not know her own child or know what her own child looked like, obviously they had to somehow look alike. For her to not straight out be able to identify her child at glance, all I can say is thank God she considered it. Thank God she began to examine it. Thank God she began to consider it. Thank God she began to look at this child. I can only imagine if after she got over the initial shock and came to herself, she began to realize, she began to say, wait a minute, wait one minute here. This is not the son that I bear. Somebody listening to me right now better be like this woman and begin to consider it. You better tell yourself, wait a minute. This is not the gift that I bear. This is not what I've been praying for and waiting on. This is not what I spent days fasting for. This is not what I've been crying and laboring about. This is what not what I spent 12 hours of labor paying for. This is not my child. This is a dead it. This doesn't belong to me. Oh no, sister girl. Then the Bible says, and the other woman began to say, the living baby is my baby and the dead baby is your baby. So here this woman is now trying to convince her that this dead it belongs to her and that the living child is hers. I want you to know today that the devil is trying to convince somebody, listen to me right now, that your gift is dead, that you're going to be stuck with a dead it the rest of your life. But I speak life today. I speak boldness into your spirit today. Don't you dare settle for a dead it. The devil has taken what belongs to you and exchanged your gift for a dead it. I declare to you today, you better do like this woman and take it to the king. Refuse to believe or accept the lies of the devil. I submit to you today that despite her bad habits, despite her occupation of being a her lot, she was not what her occupation was. Deep down in her heart, she was not bad. No matter what her life looked like, she was not a bad girl. She just had some bad habits because if she would have been bad, she would have never even considered taking it to the king. Think about it. 
if someone took your baby and tried to give you a dead child, for many of us, that little situation would have been handled in-house. There would have been a knockdown, drag-out situation going on. You talking about taking my child? What? My gift that I spent hours in laboring for? My gift that I brought into this world? I don't think so. But the mere fact that she took it to the king shows us the character of this woman. She was not a bad woman. She was a good girl with some bad habits. And she realized that this thing was bigger than her. She had to take this thing to the king. Somebody listening right now is going through a situation, a situation with your friend, a situation on your job, a situation in your marriage. Maybe you're going through a situation in your finance. Maybe you're going through a situation with your children. You know you can't handle this one on your own. It's bigger than you. You better take it to the king. Take it to the king. Whatever it is for you, take it to the king. Take it to King Jesus. Now the 23rd verse says that when they got before the king, the argument continued. This is my son that liveth and your son is dead. No, your son is dead and my son is living. And the 24th verse says, King Solomon being full of wisdom said, bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. He said, cut the living baby in two pieces and give each woman half. Then the real mother of the living child was full of love in her bowels and her heart was for her son. She said unto the king, please, Lord, give her the living child and do not kill him. What the Lord allows us to see next happen in this woman speaks louder than any reputation that she could have on the streets being a harlot. It is apparent this woman is a good girl with a bad habit. We can clearly see that she has a good heart, but she just had some bad habits. She had a bad habit of sleeping with men for money. She had a bad habit of choosing the wrong friends. She had a bad habit of trusting the wrong people, but a good and loving heart. So much so that she was willing to allow this woman, this woman that had betrayed their friendship, this woman that had tried to deceive her, this woman that had stolen from her, this woman that had lied to her and tried to pass off to her a dead it, yet we see the heart of this woman. She was still yet willing to let her have the child. She was willing to let her have the gift before she would let the gift die. What really messed me up though, is that even while this woman was willing to give her child to the other woman, this passage allows us to see an example of how real bad girls behave. She was just bad to the bone. And so are some people that you know. Some people that are in your life, that are in your inner circle, they are the exact same way. After being their friend, after holding them high to the highest esteem, after making them your ride or die, after giving them everything, this woman was willing to give up everything that she held dear, but yet it was still not enough. Remember, they were her lives. Finally, she had something or someone to love her unconditionally. She had this child that would be her own, that would, would not even care that she was a her lot. But because it was her mother, this boy would still love his mother just the same. But this woman wanted to take that away. She said to the king, let it neither be hers or mine. Neither us will have it. Cut it into two pieces. You better know today that the devil don't want your gift. He can't do anything with them. He just don't want you to have it. This woman didn't want the child. She just didn't want her to have it. Just like this woman wanted to kill the baby, the devil wants to kill your gift so that you won't, it won't ever come to maturity, so that you won't ever be able to use it for the kingdom and the glory of God.
In closing, all I can say is thank God for the wisdom of King Solomon. He looked beyond the outward appearance and the fact that this mother was a harlot and he was able to discern the truth by the compassion and the condition of her heart and gave the baby to its rightful mother. I'm telling you, we have got to stop judging people according to what they look like or based on a temporary condition or their habits. God is in the business of bringing people from the guttermost to the othermost. The condition of this woman's heart let us know that she was not a bad girl, not at all. Indeed, she was a good girl with some bad habits. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this teaching. We thank you for this lesson, God, letting us know that no matter where we find ourselves, no matter what habits we may have, God, you're not looking at our outer appearance, but you're looking at our heart. God, we thank you that you have a righteous judge that'll be able to judge our situation and judge our condition with justice, oh God. Lord, we thank you, oh God, that we will not lose our gift. God, we thank you that our gift is living, that our gift is thriving for your kingdom. God, that you will get the glory out of the gift that you have put inside of us, God. God, that we will not God, that we will not overlay the gift that you have put inside of us, God, but it will be used for your glory. It'll be used for your kingdom, oh God. Lord, we love you and we praise you today. We bind the enemy today. We take authority over every demonic force, every hindering spirit, every situation he sent our way, everything he tried to do to destroy the gift or to kill the gift that we have inside of us. We come against it with the blood of Jesus. We will not abort this gift. We will not abort this baby. God, but we will deliver full term. God, it will come forth, God. We will have a healthy baby, oh God. We will push God until it come forth, oh God. We will not give up. We will not back down. God, we will choose wise friends, God, that will help us, oh God, that will catch our babies, that will nourish our babies, that will help us come through, Lord. We thank you and we praise you for blessings, God. We thank you for what you're doing even now. Now touch, oh God, your people. Touch that one that's weary, oh God. Touch that one that want to give up, God. Touch that one that think that they have lost, God, that the child is dead. God, let them know that it's not dead, oh God, that that dead thing does not belong to them, but their child is living, oh God, that their gift is alive and well. So God, we praise you. We lift you up. We magnify you. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I do pray that you are enjoying our Let's Wrap podcast. We want to, as always, thank each and every one who takes the time to listen, comment, like, and share. We want you guys to continue to share, share, share this podcast with all your friends and all your family. Help us go around the globe. We want to thank you guys who have joined us on Facebook. And if you have not yet done so, we do want you to go to Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. Also, those of you listening by way of podcast who have not yet joined us on our group page, we would love for you to do so. That's going to be Let's Wrap Relationships on Facebook. If you look up Let's Wrap Relationship, you'll be able to pull up our group page and join us. Also, I'd like to remind you guys that we do have what's called our supporters giveaway. From time to time, we send out free gifts to all of our supporters. All you have to do is listen, like, comment, and share to be included in this drawing for a free gift. Last but not least, everyone who is willing to partner with us financially, we would greatly appreciate it. On this podcast, there is a spot that says patron. You can go on and select to become a patron for $5 a month or less or more. It's up to you. You choose your own option. You can cancel at any time. Any help, great or small, we would greatly appreciate it. 
I love you. Elder Walker love you. But as always, God loves you more. Until the next time, have a blessed day.